welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this, this is, is Life Pairings. Pairings. Because life is hard. So pair it with alcohol. <laughs> Remember painting the wall with a sponge? Installing gold faucets, large poofy window treatments, and shag carpeting? Or that one time you tried to build a wall DVD tower and then just gave up? Well, join us as today's life pairing is home renovations and craft beer. We're talking ghost-inspired architecture, baby mommies and hops, baby. Woo. So... We are both homeowners. How exciting. <laughs> I made some interestingly uh, good choices in my early uh, life before I quit my job in life to become a comedian slash podcaster. <laughs> I made some irresponsible choices and only got a house later in life, which is fine. Uh, but I have not had to do any home renovations on my new place. So that's really good. Yeah, because you're in a newer place. I've done a few home renovations like... Uh, and by home renovations, I've just called my dad and <laughs> been like, oh, I fucked up the bathroom floor again. <laughs> We're going to need new floors in the bathroom. <laughs> no, we've done a few things around here. Like, you know, like my house was built in 1996, which like if you were born in 86, 96 for some reason doesn't seem that far. No. Like a long ago, but it is. House wise. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's like 20 years, man. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we've done a few things around here i mean we've had to we've put in a bathroom and we've modified some you know done a lot of painting and, and just small upkeep and, and rentals to keep the place going but they've been uh they're always interesting yeah i have uh i've done a few not in my current place but i'm big on ideas i am not big on follow through <laughs> there's a lot of left painting projects your your ideas guy yeah, yeah yeah you're like i got some ideas for this place <laughs> i don't know how it's gonna follow through but i'm gonna yeah yeah it's you know what i looked into the psychology of of home renovations Carla, oh interesting as that is my task <laughs> i uh i looked into the psycho it, it everything i look up it's so funny you can just like you can any report can sound so bias and exactly what you wanted to so i found so many contradicting things but you know what they were saying like it's good it's bad it's good it's bad but uh here's here's what i came up with you know like it's like you're trying to create the new you align your feng shui allow your chi to flow like a river <laughs> while not ripping off your partner's head going broke or dying of stress-induced heart attacks in the midst of it all because that's what it is it's just like you have these great ideas that you think are going to improve your life but then the actual doing of it is insanely stressful. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the divorce rate is for like... That's what almost every <laughs> article was just like, how not to kill somebody while changing carpet. How to paint a wall without murdering your in-laws. Like it was insane. It like causes so many problems. Like even personally, I've been speaking to my uh, girlfriends and we've been doing a lot of Zoom chats and they like run into a room and whisper about how they're going to kill their uh, partner because <laughs> they tried to set up a patio set together. Oh no. It's, it's, it causes a lot of stress, but as much stress as it does cause, it has a lot of positive uh, side effects as well. The psychologist Graham Jones states in an article that planning and completing a project can be incredibly beneficial to your mental health. 
health. Going through with something and being reminded of the work you have done is a constant mood booster. It increases self-confidence and reduces anxiety. And it's just like another item you can check off your to-do list, right? Yeah, yeah. You go, you walk into a room, you're like, hey, like, you know, I wanted to come in here and paint this wall and I did it and it looks nice. So you start believing in yourself, you know? Yeah, and I think it probably makes you feel a little more at home and and a sense of uh, that you've actually created something. Totally. There's like, yeah, there's uh, certainly like a, a sense of, cre- you know, creativity and like knowing that like, hey, like I made this for us. Yeah. Like yeah. this is where we live. Like I think when you move into somewhere, you're kind of like, like you like the space, but immediately, I don't know if men do this as well, but I, as a woman, I definitely walk into a place and go like, Oh, everything has to change. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just see it differently in my mind, right? You just put yourself and your life in that place. Yeah. I mean, we moved into a new build. So, like, we had to take the, like, tape off the toilet kind of thing. Right. (laughs) And I remember walking in there, and it's just all white. And I was like, well, I don't like it, but (laughs) I can fix this. (laughs) White is a perfect canvas, though. It is, yeah. But it does kind of kill your... I don't know. I think if I lived in one of those pristine white places that all the YouTubers seem to live in, I would, well, (laughs) A, I would make a mess of it. There would be red wine everywhere. (laughs) Just it's constant booze being splattered on things is the problem. I love that you never made like a healthy curry that got on something. Oh, God. (laughs) That's, it's it's not possible. It is. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's also, they, they talked about how it, you know, as much as I read that it like kills uh <laughs> kills relationships they this guy's talking about this graham fella he talks about how it's you know doing it with a partner is actually great because you know you get into kind of a monotonous life with your partner you know right. you're coming home you're working it's like something it's as beneficial as going on a holiday he said oh cool. because it's something different yeah and like we're going on a holiday you come back and that's not there anymore like home renovation you are there you created it together and it's something that you live in and, and it adds a little pizzazz to your relationship. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's a, you become a team for a little while. Yeah. Might be a team of yelling, but it's, it's <laughs> teamwork. It's still a team. <laughs> My mom and dad did a huge home renovation. Like they completely renovated their entire uh, main floor. Right. Um, which just means my dad, who is a very talented carpenter, uh, renovated everything. And my mom has wonderful like design ideas. Like the two of them really built some built something really beautiful together. I was actually every time I walk in there, I I always think like, this is so both of you. Yeah. And it's so modern and stuff. And they're in their sixties, so I was just like, wow, like you guys are really you really worked together to make this something that was fresh and new and you and everything like that. But. You know, in the actual midst of it was just my mom being like, there's too much dust. <laughs> and my dad's like, well, I can only work so fast. <laughs> so it's, you know, it was uh, it was uh, interesting to watch. But I mean, it was the the result was was good. You yeah. Know? Well, and I think because um, I, I was reading a lot about how most people do home renovations because they're trying to sell their house. Right. And I think that's kind of not a great way to do it i think you should be doing home renovations so it feels more like you so when you do walk into some your your house or whatever people go like oh yeah this is this is their house this is them yeah well and that was actually i I read a list of reasons not to do renovations as well that was exactly one of them oh really yeah it's funny you mentioned that because it was just like (laughs) it really was just like hey don't do it for someone else Mm -hmm. like one one thing was like don't do it number one if you don't have the money 
Like, don't... They said to have, like, 20% more than you were expecting to spend. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they've nothing has ever been done on budget in, in any kind of construction job. Yeah, because you, it's always, like, the building costs are always going to be more. There's always going to be flub-ups. Like, and, you know, like, I have a construction past. And, like, honestly, everything you do is, like, you open something up and you're like, oh, like, this is what it should have cost, but there's a lot wrong. So we're starting below zero, kind of, you know? Yeah, and I also did construction, and I did the budget side of things. And, right. you know, you're like, this is the theoretical budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. Yeah, like, this is if everything was in perfect McPerfect Town. Yeah. But it's not. And not that you, like, find, like, a crazy, like, subfloor or, like, a cracked, you know. Foundation oh or something. God, yeah. You know, like. It, or, or no foundation. Or that's no. per one thing that we found. Oh, my God. Well, after, like, 30 years, my dad had to uh, dig out the side of his garage because he, after moving some stuff, he realized the original owners, like, 70 years ago, didn't side down all the way to the bottom of the garage. So the right. foundation like the wood just above the foundations were completely rotten out. Oh. Rotted out. So it's just like things like that. So yeah. they're like have 20% more than you intend to spend. Yeah. As a minimum. Uh, another reason not to do a renovation is to be trendy. Right. Don't do it because you think like we're not as trendy as our neighbors. Because it's like that's not for you. Also the amount of money and the time by the time that that's not trendy anymore you probably have just finished yeah you're gonna be like you know like whatever's in vogue is gonna be out of vogue in six months yeah. like you know so that was another reason and another reason was to don't make something that's so specific to your tastes so custom that you're never gonna be able to resell it right like not everybody wants a slide coming down from the master bedroom into the kitchen what i do i do that I was like buy that house a specific <laughs> me example of like what i would like <laughs> but it was honestly like just you know do it for the right reasons do it because you are creating a new space because it needs to be renovated because you are don't waste money don't waste time do it for you and then that typically lowers you know the, the stress of it all yeah yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. So we've hit on one that's actually, I would say, more good than bad. Yeah. I think, you know what? It's funny. I think like the actual, like the uh, the process of it is maybe not as good, yeah. but the result is, the result is good. Right. Yeah. So it's during doing it, you might die. Right. But if you don't. You're going to be that much stronger. You're really building strength and character, <laughs> which is, which is good. What is the uh, what is the history of? Uh, do you have any historical? I have a little historical story for you. Okay. Um, have you heard of the Winchester Mystery House? I only from you. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay, but I'm excited to hear more. <laughs> so, what if I told you, in order to appease the spirits, you had to continually renovate your home? Would you pick ghosts or renos? <laughs> I mean, twenty four seven. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know, Carla. I mean, <laughs> ghosts are scary. They frighten yeah. me. And I, you know, I, I think if ghosts were talking to me, I'd make some interesting choices too. Oh, there you go. So Sarah Winchester was born in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. And she was actually quite a small woman. She was only 4'10". So, you know, a little, very petite little lady. She married William Wirt Winchester, who was the heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. So the gun company, not the brothers from Supernatural. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
That's. I love that you thought that I would mix that up. Okay, well, I just wanted to check because it was the only, everything I was thinking every time I kept saying like Rochester. I was like, oh, like the cutie boys, like those cutie patootie boys from the Supernatural show. <laughs> so um, back during the Civil War, uh, the Winchester Arms were able to perfect a quick loading firing rifle because before you would like have to like empty your gun, put the powder in, do the thing with the stick and then loaded and then like and by that time you're dead obviously you've been shot as you can tell we know tons about guns <laughs> tons about guns yeah we were raised in alberta but we we had other hobbies yeah like watching sci-fi series <laughs> <laughs> hence the common mix-up yeah um so they did very very well this company and so she married into quite quite a good uh, good family and then in 1866, they had a daughter, Annie, and unfortunately, she died a few months later because she couldn't absorb protein. There was a disease back then where, you know, you could be feeding your kid, feeding your kid, feeding your kid, and they would come back malnourished. So she actually died of starvation, and obviously, Sarah was that through her for, for a bit of a loop, as I think it would most people. And then, unfortunately, her husband, 15 years later died of tuberculosis he was only 42 so very young oh boy uh then her father-in-law died and her elder sister died so sarah was pretty distraught by that point yeah no doubt so one of the things that was quite common back then was uh to get some help from a spiritualist <laughs> so they're just like let me swing by flink a little sage on here she's like my husband and child are dead <laughs> like, i'm bummed yeah they're like, well, let's talk to them. Um, even actually during this time, so when um, President Lincoln's son died, Mary Todd, the wife, consulted one to talk to her son. And so there were actually little seances performed in the White House. Oh, wow. There were also seances performed in the the residence, I think, of William, oh, what's his name? The uh, Prime Minister of Canada. Oh, uh, William Lyon Mackenzie? Yes. So... Although that was much later. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that he's interesting. If you want to have a fun day, just look up William Lyon Mackenzie. Yeah. So anyway, so this was a fairly common thing in the kind of Victorian period. And they got in touch with her husband, obviously. Right. And he said that the spirits were very angry with the Winchesters because of this rifle. And that they may have taken Annie and him as revenge. And so in order to appease these spirits, she needed to build them a home to live in. But you couldn't stop building because guess what? People don't keep dying. They keep dying from Winchester rifles. Right. I'm pretty sure someone's dying probably right now. Probably right now. She moved out west. They lived in, um, in Connecticut. And uh, she moved to San Jose and bought a an old farmhouse in with uh it was just in the outskirts of san jose lots of land and because she had inherited a ton of money from her husband they think 20 million dollars in that time plus shares in the winchester company listen victorian carol baskin we know what you're up to (laughs) we uh, i got some i got some questions i'd like to ask Uh, yeah yeah she just one day he well he never went missing they I think he was confirmed dead so at least they got that. Not it. <laughs> yeah, they're like um, yeah, yeah, a weird amount of arsenic in his bloodstream. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was one of the wealthiest people in the country. 
So she was able to do this massive construction project for 38 years that would go on 24 7. Oh my God. So there were dozens of people working in the house at the time. They claimed that there was no end to construction because if there was an end to construction, either she would die. Right. Or if they kept construction up, then she would live forever. Okay. So I don't know if the ghosts were just not being very clear on the rules or it's just, you know, right. us it, don't know. It's a very spiritual game of telephone is what was happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just like, listen, we didn't say con- continue forever. <laughs> they said what you're doing feels like forever. <laughs> and you just, and she just took that and ran with it ran with it okay we have no records she didn't keep any diaries she didn't keep a journal she didn't do any interviews so we're all kind of this is all a lot of speculation and obviously back then a lone woman building a house i'm sure everyone thought she was a witch anyway (laughs) where'd the witch get all that money (laughs) and obviously she was also she was a recluse by that point because i'm guessing so many people had died that she did not want to deal with any more people's shit so she was just like, somebody like coughed around her. She's like, oh God, build another staircase. Build another staircase. <laughs> because it kept going, she actually picked up quite a few different uh, movements and architectural styles over the years. But she, there were th- weird things in the house. There would be doors that would open into walls, staircases that go nowhere, doors that would open into nothing with several floors beneath. So if you were like, oh, hey, what's behind this door? And just kept walking, you'd be... That sounds like a great place to murder people. And yeah. it frightens the hell out of me. That sounds like an v- episode of American Horror Story. I think it actually is an American Horror Story. I yeah. think one of the episodes is set there. They uh, Yeah, because they built a... I mean, they, they it was a hotel that they oh. based it on. And it was just like literally like rooms that went to nowhere, stairs that went to nowhere. Yeah. It's frightening. So theoretically, that was because she would go into her seance room at night for two hours, talk to the spirits, mm-hmm. and they would tell her what to build. Okay. So, you know, build a staircase to nowhere. Or maybe there was, <laughs> again, telephone, not, you know. Yeah. I said staircase. Yeah. <laughs> I said play staircase to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, building the staircase into the roof. That's what I figured. I just decoded it. They're like, that song, Staircase to Heaven, goes on forever. <laughs> And it just got all muddled up, and yeah. here we are. Well, and it was the 1800s too, so she didn't even she hadn't even heard of it. But up there, oh right, <laughs> I took a trip into the future for yes. this. Yes, well, re- reference. I don't know how spirits work. They probably <laughs> can go, you know, up and down. But yeah, so she had a lot of things in the house that, that I think part of it was because it was very strange. Maybe it was a woman working to appease these ghosts and was very afraid of them. So she was making this house really complicated. So that she could trick them into not finding her. Great. But then why go and have a seance and then ask them what to do? I don't know. I just think you're <laughs> inviting I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say this broad is batshit crazy. <laughs> and she even said in a letter, which is I think the only like written record we have it, that it her she admitted her house looks like a crazy lady built it. <laughs> so the there was an earthquake in San Jose that pretty much decimated like at least half of the house. Right. She actually got trapped in one of the rooms because she would sleep in a different room every night. So her staff didn't know where she was. <laughs> Maybe not logical. 
Maybe. <laughs> Perhaps a dash not so kibutso. Yeah. That's a technical term. Uh-huh. And so she thought that this earthquake happened because the spirits were ha- were unhappy and they thought that the house was going to be finished soon. So she just closed down everything that had kind of broken in the earthquake and just was like, well, now I could never finish the house. So <laughs> she found a little uh, She loophole. found a little loophole. Little yep. <laughs> so she spent, they think, about $5 million. Cheese and rice. Yeah. Uh, the house was not in the will. <laughs> so the furniture was. Um, and so it was actually went to auction and sold for $135,000. Well, that's a real... Yeah. She can ask kicking on the resale value. Exactly. When we say don't renovate for selling. <laughs> Remember all those specific things I said? Don't do specific <laughs> weird things for yourself because the resale value isn't won't hold. That's this, one of them. This bitch is living proof. <laughs> She's nuts. But she also had like a lot of innovations. They had the first water heat hot water heaters in California. I think she had three elevators, um, like a crank system to close the outdoor windows. So a lot of really cool stuff. So that's kind of part of the reason that they think that maybe she was just like an amateur architect. She just was embracing different kinds of styles and technology and would just basically be like me if I owned a house and had a million dollars. I'd be like, let's see this room. And then I'd get bored and there would be <laughs> stairs going to nowhere because I just got bored and I didn't want to finish it. Uh, you know what? If I literally get a check for $100 more than I thought it was going to be, the thing, the wild things I do with it. I can't imagine if I had $5 million. I know. I know. And I think she, too, they kind of talked about how, you know, she paid really well. I think she paid $3 an hour versus $1.50, which was the norm. Right. A union woman after my own heart. Yeah. So I think, you know, there was probably a little bit of that, you know, wanting to keep people employed. Right. But yeah, I mean, and then again, it's just an old lady in a house. What's she doing? Well, she must be crazy and talking to spirits. Right. But so the whole legend is that, yes, if she ever stopped building, she would die, maybe. And then (laughs) she just stopped building pathways from blood from her heart to the rest of her body. Right. (laughs) So she died of... (laughs) What did she die of? Well, she died in 1922. And in theory... Maybe she died because the people had stopped building. They took a break to play some cards. Right. Somebody <laughs> somebody somewhere stopped. Yeah. Um, so she died in her sleep with a heart failure. I mean, she was like 82 at the time. So right. more likely that she just died of old age. But yes, construction finished then and that was it. And then uh, now it's a tourist attraction. You can go visit. Oh my God! Next trip. That's yeah. our. That's our next trip. Please send money so me and Carla can visit this house. Yes, that's. <laughs> well, that's not. You know that it never stopped. No. Uh, messing houses up. Yeah. It never. That that brings me to my modern uh, home renovation mm. story. All these television shows. Oh. Trading spaces, especially trading spaces, because yeah. that's a nightmare. It's just like you switch with somebody. And they're just like, here's my idea of a person I don't know. Yeah. Oof. I don't know how most of those people didn't get through and go like, I'm going to murder everyone in the room right now. Well, I can imagine the lawsuits that were, Ugh. you know, tra- I'm, I, I would imagine they had to have signed something. Yeah. Being like, you can't sue anybody. This is what it is. Yeah. We'll give you a nice coat of white paint to paint over whatever weird chevron decal <laughs> thing they did over it. One one family uh, came home and there was was fabric gr- glued to the wall. Oh god. 
<laughs> just like full sheets of fabric in place of like wallpaper or paint or yeah. anything logical and not insane. These people just gr- glued like a uh, fuchsia lace fabric to the wall. Oh. It was insane. Like I read so many stories of, of people just being horrified. And of course they can't televise that then. So you'll never hear right. about it. Yeah. But there was, there was a 120 year old cottage in the UK Oh no! That was essentially just destroyed by Channel Five. Uh, oh, just going in and it was just shoddy craftsmanship. And yeah, I mean they're really only in there for I think four weeks. Right. And you know, like it takes so much more time to do a good job. Yeah. So a lot of these shows just like go in there and rip a place apart and rebuild it as fast as they possibly can. And I'm not saying every show, but a lot, you know, do it maybe faster than they should have. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the appeals of that type of reality show is that they get, it's pretty cheap. Right. Compared to like a full budget, like fictional show or something. Right. You're just paying, let's say $100,000 for an episode that's really cheap to like throw a couple, you know, things of paint on there. You're That's easy. You're getting out easy. Yeah, it is. That's like, it really is like, and, and, and what I didn't realize as well is that you yourself, if you get chosen for the show, they don't come in and do it for free. Right. The majority of these shows require you to have like a $100,000 budget of your own. Ugh. And they'll maybe come in and match it. Right. But they're they're not like, places are not like, hey, we'll just come in and rebuild a house every week. They choose people who are looking to upgrade and looking for a, you know, maybe they'll pay for half. So still a good deal. Yeah. But you're kind of like, you you have to, you're bound by the result of it. Well, you, yeah. And you're kind of at their mercy. You're absolutely at their mercy. And uh, while these designers are probably fantastic, nobody does work that 100% of the time. It's no. uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of these places. So this 120-year-old cottage... Uh, was owned by uh, Colin Gibson, 52, and his partner, Judy Campbell, 57. And it was a three-bedroom period home. uh, And it was supposed to be transformed by the Channel 5 News team. Yeah. They came in and just did a complete butcher job of it. Uh, They left floors undone and walls unpainted, and they only filmed, like, the done portions of the home. Yeah. And they ran out of a budget. And then there were so many complaints, like, on the wall of like the the social media and stuff like that yeah. they deleted all this all oh. this evidence of this even happening channel five channel five so they went i think they ended up going back in right and fixing it and then they did put the comments back up on the wall because it was a legality issue like, yeah it was like but yeah so like all these shows you watch are not always <laughs> it's not a happy couple at the end not always like when you know maybe they're like move that bus <laughs> <laughs> I just picture somebody like, what the hell? <laughs> They're like, no, no, we got to reshoot your reaction. Go back outside and come back in. And then actually when you learn the how the magic of television is made, you're, mm. it, a lot of it is, is like, okay, we want a big reaction. Big reaction. Yeah. All right. Back to back to one. <laughs> so it is, it is uh, interesting to see like these home renovation shows make it look like it's this beautiful result every single time. And it's yeah. not always. No. So we decided that uh, the best way, like we decide everything, to complete <laughs> complete any task in your life is to pair it with alcohol. I mean, I think for, for home renos, you need a lot of alcohol. Oh, my God. You're I think not so. ending the night with 
two and a half bottles of wine at least for yourself. <laughs> you know what? So that's another thing. Have This is another, this is our recommendation. Have 20% over your budget. Also have 20% more booze than you thought you were going to drink. Yes, yes. Make sure you include that in the budget as one of your line items. <laughs> We thought it would be fun to pair home renovations with craft brews. Yeah. Craft breweries. Craft craft beer specifically. <laughs> I'd like to re say that. <laughs> we we decide- just bought a brewery and brought it in. It's great. We Let's don't know what we're gonna do with it. Start that. a microbrewery. That's your renovation. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, you know what? So we decided that uh, craft beers would be a fun way to uh, do a renovation because why not, um, if you're picking something so specific to you, why not drink so specific to you? Yeah. And uh, we went very local. So I don't know if you've noticed a difference this oh, week. Oh, yes. We didn't even mention. No, Carla is in Calgary this week. So because we are uh, in two different locations, we're not always together. Carla is in Vancouver, typically. I live in Calgary. And this week she is in Calgary and we are podcasting from the same room. Yes. But still six feet apart, everyone. Don't we're, worry. We're still, the windows are open. <laughs> <laughs> I wiped everything down with bleach and Lysol. I'm not hoarding it. Like there's so many judgmental things. I know. I didn't hoard it. I only bought one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we are, uh, we are uh, broadcasting from Calgary, Alberta. So we decided to do a local craft uh brewery here and we chose the old brewing co in inglewood uh calgary which is newer to the scene uh and we chose two really fun new beers one is called the dark arts and it is a pink lemonade sour what do you got there i've got the brass monkey which is a blood orange blonde very nice very nice. And these were brewed actually by um, a very uh, talented uh, brewer here in Calgary. He's uh, phenomenal in the scene. His name is Kevin Learning, and he's also an incredible drag performer who goes by the name Anxiety. So you ah! should check him. <laughs> check check yeah. Kevin out at the brewery and check Anne out online because um, they're both absolutely fantastic. Awesome. Uh, and uh, it is Pride Month, so uh, go uh, to as many drag shows as you possibly can because they're awesome when they come back yeah. to life. <laughs> The good people at Hop and Vine in British Columbia found the standard definition in the Good Beer Guide. The term craft beer is a little more complicated than just a general explanation. It's a small brewery using traditional methods and ingredients to produce a handcrafted, uncompromised beer that is marketed locally. So it's something that is like brewed by a specific brewer, a specific place. It has to be kind of a microbrewery, you know? Right. Like craft beer isn't brewed in a huge facility right it's like an art you know an artesian beer it, it's it's something that somebody specifically was like hey this is gonna be fantastic and they don't produce like on a mass level right craft beers have been around for like a, a pretty long time from uh before world war ii canada had 117 independent craft breweries really yeah but by the 1980s there were only 10 left yeah that that does not surprise 10 is surprising yeah. <laughs> i thought i could count all of them on one hand yeah with three of the largest companies owning 90 percent 
uh, 96% of the market. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, during the 80s, most drinkers were sipping on light lagers and buying for quantity, not necessarily for quality. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, that's your Coors Lights, your Bud, you know, your Budweiser's yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, your Canadian, your Kokanee. <laughs> it's basically like, once it's like kind of taken out of something small and wonderful and mass produced, it's it's produced for every single person's taste to sell it on a mass level. Yeah. Still good, though. It's still good. <laughs> it's, I mean, it doesn't, you know what? I typically like, those are the kind of beers that I'll like throw Clamato in. Oh, yes. yes. I drink beer in Clamato. That's, so, that's is that a, a very Alberta thing? That's a, I don't know if it's an Alberta thing. I don't think I've seen anybody in BC. It's definitely a Canadian thing because you can't get Clamato anywhere. <laughs> in the States. Well, I guess you can get, you can get beer with a side of tomato tom- tomato sorry <laughs> sorry oh you slip back into your I know. uk roots <laughs> but yeah i don't think it's very common yeah it's uh i drank i ordered actually i was in ontario for doing some shows and i ordered i was like can i get a beer and clam and they were like i'm sorry clam and i was like oh uh, clamato do you have clamato juice and the girl was like sure <laughs> and she was so weird about it and then she brought me back an entire pint of clamato oh. juice and then also a pint of beer. Right. And then she sat it down on the table. And then her and three waitresses <laughs> stood behind the bar and watched to see what I was doing. <laughs> I could see them. So I just waved them over. And I was like, does nobody ever order this? And they were like, we don't know what you were ordering. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, first of all, you just put a little bit in. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, we were not going to charge you for that entire pint of Clamato <laughs> juice. Because they were just like, I was like, it's too much. Like, I yeah. just wanted a side of. You can't put it in the cup. No, but you know what? So that's what I do with gross, <laughs> disgusting, mass-produced beers. And I am a little bit snobby about beer. Like, mm. I, anytime they come up with something that tastes really, really nice, it's it's awesome to try it. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, microbreweries now are the popular thing. Yeah. A little, in Vancouver, a little too, too much. A little too popular? Too, yeah. I mean, when we first moved back in 2014, we were all over the craft beer market, loved it. And then, you know what? Sometimes... It's a little too much hops. Sometimes you just need and just a plain beer. Yeah. Just not to be, you know, 100% full after one beer. Yeah, the hops drives me mental, actually. Yeah. Like, they are really, it really is very, like, if you get somebody who doesn't know what they're doing or a brewery that's kind of just popped up and they're just like, oh, quick, get into the market and try yeah. to make this, it's always hoppy. Just don't put hops in everything you don't need it it's i would like your coffee and tequila beer to be (laughs) just like that and then not have hops in it it's always a coffee and tequila beer do you know what i had uh last summer was a jalapeno and lime beer oh and it was nice yeah like jalapeno if you kind of take the spiciness out of it like the actual just taste of jalapeno is very really quite nice yeah well the one thing so uh, i don't even think this whole craft beer thing has hit the uk yet or it certainly hadn't when i left but one thing they did have was beer with tequila in it and you know what it was a it was nice it's quite nice actually um me and carla just started the party a little early uh and by early (laughs) i mean last night And we were drinking essentially beer and tequila. We were drinking beer garitas. Yeah, it was great. It is fantastic. But uh, you wouldn't want to do that with a... uh, Don't just Mm. mix craft beers with random shit. Nope. It's a lot. It's too much. But uh, yeah, so this this is a really nice brew. These ones are really good. I really like it. 
Yeah, I just tried this Dark Arts one. I really like this. Yeah. I'm a big fan of sours. I love sours. I'm about to try the... Uh, we're switching here. Carla was drinking the uh, Blood Orange Blonde, so I've switched there. Let me see what I think. Ooh, that is nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. There is a little bit of hops in there, but the a little bit of hops do belong in a blonde. Yeah. And just, it doesn't have to be like, you know, overpowering. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. You know, it was nice. Yeah, there's, uh, we uh, we went on a craft brewery uh, tour for my birthday. That's right. And it's just nice. You know what? I think if you're doing um, a home reno, why not bring something else fun in? Yeah. That is just like, hey, try this. You try this. Maybe it can be a nice way to be like, hey, remember how I said I didn't like yellow cupboards? <laughs> And you said how you didn't like hops, so I just was like, okay. Can it's be- compromise. Yeah. Compromise. That's what, what relationships are all about. That's what relationships are all about. Compromise and trying your best not to murder the other person. Yeah, that's basically, that's all it is. It is like trying to <laughs> remind yourself that you love somebody. Yeah. Every yeah. day. Yeah. And to put that hammer down, it's <laughs> only if you're using on nails. <laughs> and not the nails on your partner's hand. Well, I've got some interesting facts for you. Oh, let's hear them. Okay, so I mentioned ba- we you mentioned baby mummies, baby, <laughs> and you thought I meant something about babies. I thought it was weird, like gonna be like a weird fetish thing. I thought it was like I thought Carla was switching to home reno fetishes. <laughs> so sometimes when you renovate, um, you find things like people found like old beer cans from the twenties and shotgun shells. But more than one baby mummy, like as in like Egyptian kind of mummy or like not Egyptian mummy, but like a preserved body. Just say it like you mean it, Carla. You mean a dead baby that's been mummified into a wall. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) So one was found in Toronto in 2007 and it was wrapped in newspaper from 1925. Okay. (laughs) Also in 2007 in Florida. A mummified baby was found also wrapped in newspaper from 1957. Now, this is very good to do. If you're going to do a mummification (laughs) of a dead baby, make sure it's already dead. We don't, we're not advising any of the killing of babies. Call a doctor. Yeah. Or the coroner. Yeah. I I mean, unless you killed the baby. (laughs) Then don't fucking tell anybody. Yeah. But make sure you wrap it in the newspaper that it has the date, because then if a couple finds it when they're, you know, blowing out a wall for their new kitchen, that the police don't think that they've killed this baby. Because if they have proof that the baby's been wrapped in newspaper from 1985, then you're then it's fine. Right. Think of your actions in the future for other future generations. Listen, if you're a baby murderer, find it in your heart. To take responsibility for that and don't let it fall into the hands of somebody who just moved into a period piece home, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what happened in uh, 1850 Paris. So one couple, they were renovating and a baby mummy, a mummified baby, I guess is how you should say it. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not, you want to know something? I, I'm digging baby mommy. <laughs> so one baby mummy came out from the wall while they were doing these renovations and so the couple were suspected in this murder because they had not the baby had not been put in newspaper as as we advise and actually luckily they uh forensic entomology which was just in its its foundation time right yes which is the study of insects relating to human corpses some scientists examined the baby mummy and 
discovered that it was much older than when it was. So, whew. And I got this article from uh, thehairpin.com in a section called In the Walls. And uh, I cannot recommend it enough. There was some weird other stuff in there. There's something about stone babies. I don't know. One day, maybe I'll try to fit that into the podcast. I have found, (laughs) like, I started looking at TikTok videos of people finding stuff, like, in walls and in, like, backyard cellars and stuff like that. Because they're just, like, they will, like, find a hole in the ground. And then they're just, like, oh, God, there's a hole bunker down here <laughs> and it excites me in a way that i'm not comfortable with like That's i get so i'm like what's yeah. in there i know i get so excited it's like new treasure but sometimes it's garbage <laughs> or dead babies <laughs> yeah. either way also do you want to know what the top home renovations are in canada from 1920 or from 1926 from 2016 <laughs> i yes to both <laughs> 1926, they were building a new armoire. Everyone was getting... No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like armoires? (laughs) So number one, bathroom, which you said yourself. That's one that you did here. Yep. Uh, Number two, basement. Okay. Alberta, BC. You know what? We're not that different. (laughs) You guys, we're not that different. Stop scratching each other's cars. (laughs) We're not that different after all. Yeah. And do not scratch my car because <laughs> mine may have some BC plates on it, but I'm from Alberta. Let's, Let's just treat each other nicely. Yeah. So why don't you just put a nice message on my car and go away? <laughs> so yeah. So we in Alberta and BC, we do bathroom renos, but in that dirty Ontario. <laughs> Please accept me back into your province, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Their number one renovation is deck construction. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's because they have they have so many uh, second lo- homes. Yeah, Lake Country. Yeah, essentially, people are just like a lot more people getting out of the city, and and a lot of places are smaller. Like if you're like right in the heart of Toronto, everywhere's yeah. pretty small. Like nobody lives in a huge house. No. So like it, the more like outside uh, space you can have, I, I would imagine. I just think it's because people are rich and have a second home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, all the people i know are poor because they're comedians right so no one's like having a second home no they're no. just like maybe we ought to throw a deck on the outside huh <laughs> there's 23 of us that live here <laughs> we can fade in one deck it's <laughs> home renovations are actually fairly dangerous a lot of the times because think people think that they can do things that they can't do and then they don't look up the instructions myself included <laughs> um 13 million people are injured every year in the u.s from repairs to their homes 13 million people. Oh, yeah. you don't see the economy getting to shut down over a house for runners. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ladders are the top injury culprits. Buddy, my cousin fell off a ladder and broke his arm, his leg, and a bone in his back. Like, yeah. he, it's, it's incredible the amount of damage you can do um, from falling six feet. Yeah. Well, there's, um, just in case any construction people are listening, there is a, I think it's WorkSafe BC at least, uh, has a ladder safety course that you can take online. <laughs> just uh, just throwing it out there. <laughs> it might not be WCB, but it's somewhere. I've seen it. I made I made my guys go do it. <laughs> I was like, what a narc. You can tell I was in the field. 
and I was in the office. <laughs> Do you know what? I was one time on a ladder and I was installing a light and this lady was just like, I was talking on the phone while I was doing it because that is so typically me to just be only half-heartedly attached to a project. So I was just like installing a light uh, in an elevator and this lady comes out and she was like, hey, we just took a safety course and you are being unsafe. <laughs> and I was like, go get your coffee, lady. And she was just like, you, I'm going to report you. I was like, to who? And she was like, what's your name? And I was like, Deborah. She was like, it is not. And I was like, how do you know? She goes, because you're wearing a badge that says Brittany. And I was like, well, why'd you ask me what my name was then? And she was like, you're unsafe and you're a bitch. And then she just got in the elevator and went down. I was like, that could have gone better. <laughs> you know what, you guys, we're going to we're gonna end it there. We're going to say, come back next week. Carla might still be in this room, mm. in this town. You don't know. Woo. Stay tuned. <laughs> Send us your renovation flub ups. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Especially at this time, because I guess we didn't really mention it, but quarantine, that's when a, it's a perfect time when people think that they should be redoing walls and, uh, oh, yeah. and <laughs> on if, their own. You guys, if you find something in your wall, oh. tell us. Yeah. We want to know. Send us a message at lifepairingspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at lifepairingspodcast. And we do this every Thursday. Tune in. Turn on and drop out. That's a song. Bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good song. Anyways, we love you so much. Please uh, keep listening and like, subscribe, share. Uh, and we'll see you next week, babies. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.